Thanks, everybody, and welcome back to another Small Business Chronicles episode. And I, again, am filling in for Ryan. I am your guest host, Brian Stone, serial entrepreneur and podcast host uh, in my part-time. And I'm super excited to talk with Josh Cunningham uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because we have some similarities in terms of other businesses and the spaces that he works in. And two, because he's passionate about culture. Um and so I'm, I'm excited to have the conversation, but I want to kick it to you first, Josh. Why don't you tell our listeners why they should be so interested in listening to you today? Yeah, certainly. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. We do have a lot in common, both in the real estate space, and we both use the same microphone as well, right? So that's absolutely cut from the same cloth, right? Um, my name is Josh Cunningham. And uh, like you said, I'm the founder and CEO of a company named Rockerbox uh, based out of College Station, Texas. And uh, my entrepreneurial journey started about 10 years ago. Uh, I was in the real estate space working for a marketing firm and uh, traveling the country, going to all these different real estate seminars and conferences and events and masterminds um, and really just kind of opened my eyes to not only what were the paths to success in real estate, but more importantly, after rubbing elbows with a lot of the top producing agents and teams, learning about what kept them up at night. What were those pain points? What were those voids in their business? And about a decade ago, there was a you know a huge gaping hole in the, in the industry where agents were generating an abundance of online leads and their agents were doing a terrible job of following up with them. And so I thought to myself, well, if someone can figure out how to solve that problem, they've got a pretty good business idea. So I set out on a, on a journey to solve that problem once and for all for the real estate industry. And uh, along my path, what I did was work with some clients, uh, you know, found some, uh, some, some failures, some successes, and really created a scalable and duplicatable model uh, where we would um, essentially hire students from Texas A&M University. That's, that's where I'm at in College Station to do this lead follow-up work for all these real estate professionals. And, um, you know, over the last 10 years, we've actually hired and trained over 400 inside sales assistants. And we've wow. managed over 3 million internet leads and uh, generated millions of dollars in, in uh, commissions for our clients all across the country and Canada as well. And uh, along that path, you know, every good entrepreneur always should be able to, you know, help solve a problem. That's how you can create, you know, income and revenue and, and, and exchange value in this world is find a problem, figure out how to solve it. But along the path, you know, we, we had to look for and find and seek out that deeper meaning behind our business. What was the why behind our business? And we very quickly realized that our why, our purpose in this world was to help move people forward. And not only did we help move people forward through the sales pipeline, taking these cold leads and calling them and texting them and emailing them and moving them forward as a motivated buyer or seller to connect with our clients, but the impact that that work made on the people that we worked with, you know, the team owners, the agents, our clients, it allowed them to really spend their time focused on high income producing activities and accelerated the growth of their businesses. And then when we looked internally to our own team, again, we we're hiring students from Texas A&M University to do this work. And so as you can imagine, you know, these students are showing up to work, smiling and dialing every day, learning how to manage a CRM learning sales scripts, learning objection handlers, learning how to be a part of a team and, and, and starting to step into their first leadership positions in their young professional career. And so that work gave them the experiences and the resume building opportunities 
to set them apart from their peers when they graduated. So most of our students walk the stage with multiple job offers. And so again, we just don't happen to follow up with internet leads, but our purpose is to move people forward. And we do that many different ways. And so uh, a few years ago, I was actually speaking at an event and um, you know, my traditional talk was, here's how to convert online leads. And uh, the host of the event actually asked me to fill a second spot and said, hey, you know, uh, why don't you talk about your, your culture? You know, you get, you guys have, you're doing the work that nobody else wants to do. You know, you're hiring a generation of talent that doesn't stereotypically have a great reputation for being hard workers. Uh, how do you do this? You know, how do you get these people to stick around and work for you for several years? And so the, the, the core of that was our company culture. So being a purpose-driven organization, uh, living by our core values each and every day. And so I started to share some of that insight with the world. And that's kind of created a new brand. Um, that's my new passion project. And that is called Five Star Company Culture, where we actually work with uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, um, business leaders, and help them make their core values come to life and help them unlock more profits and freedom in their life and their business. That, uh, I, that's incredible. And first of all, I appreciate everything you do in the real estate space because I know how hard that is. I, and I don't think, and I know we have some listeners that are in the real estate space for their businesses, but those that aren't, I don't think everybody realizes how difficult it is to have a, an ISA role and show up and smile and dial every day like that. that so I, I, I uh, it is incredible, first of all, what you've built in that space. And it's incredible that you've done it through having a thriving culture, you know, so. Yeah. Um, and I know that you do other stuff too, in regards to that. And that's, that's, you know, you do like workshops, mastermind workshops, right. For other, other business leaders that are wanting to, uh, have, have that approach to, to their own culture. I mean, what, what are the, what are the problems that you're helping solve, um, in the business space? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, one of the things you said there was was mastermind. And, um, you know, that reminds me of really kind of how I came upon um, that tool in our business. And, um, you know, a long time ago in the early days, <clears throat> we were hiring our first batch of, you know, employees. We were, were bringing them on board. We're, like you said, smiling and dialing, uh, bringing in really top quality talent. And uh, our team was just really doing a great job of, of, of identifying these hot opportunities and, and pass them off to our clients. Um, the problem was, though, you know, anytime you have more than one person trying to achieve the same exact goal, you're probably going to find a couple different ways of doing it. And so, you know, we began to notice that all of our individual employees started to create their own unique habits, their own approach, you know, from the way that they scripted their conversations, uh, from how they recorded their notes inside of the CRM, um, you know, how they were overcoming objections, et cetera, et cetera. You, you name it, whatever step in the process or variable, it was being done several different ways. And, uh, you know, because of that, we now had a room full of people that were just, you know, giving each other conflicting information and sharing ambiguous best practices. And, and so that created a glaring lack of clarity for everyone on the team, um, which is not good for predictability and scalability. Uh, I'm sure many of you have, you know, been in that position as well before where you've got a bunch of different people doing things a bunch of different ways. And so, you know, I thought long and hard about how I was going to sort of fix this in the business. And uh, it made me reflect on one of the great business classics. Uh, how many of you have ever heard of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, for those of you who don't know Napoleon Hill, he, uh, he studied about approximately 500 of the most successful, wealthy people in the world at the time. And he was, he was searching for those common habits that they shared. And there's the book explains the 13, you know, common characteristics of these highly successful people. Um, but the one that really stood out to me was the mastermind concept. And, you know, I thought to myself, if the mastermind concept was good enough, you know, for the most successful people in business history, then why not apply that principle to my own business as well? Now, I'd had experience traveling the country and going to real estate masterminds where, you know, you have a bunch of different agents from non-competing markets that will get together and share ideas on, on what's working well with them. Um, but, you know, I decided, what if I applied this, this strategy to my own business, right? And so immediately we started implementing some monthly masterminds. We've done this every single month since the beginning of time. And we essentially invite all of our team members out and ask them, what are we doing well? And what do we need to improve on? And we very quickly begin to start developing those systems, those processes, those best practices, you know, standard operating procedures, SOPs um, that we still use in our business 10 years later. And, uh, you know, the, the effort that these masterminds, um, you, you know, it, it wasn't much effort, but it was a huge payoff, a huge result. And uh, it created a huge sense of ownership for everybody in the organization uh, and my team, I was able to empower them because they had a stake in the decisions that we were making. Uh, and, you know, that creates a lot of pride within the organization. And as a business leader, that lifts a lot of the weight off your shoulders. You know, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, it gets really lonely at the top. You know, you always got to be the one that comes up with the idea or makes the right decision. Well, you know, my advice to you is utilize something like a mastermind, whether it's internal or external, where you can collaborate with like-minded individuals and take advantage of the unique differences in each of our perspectives, our experiences, our you know professional backgrounds to brainstorm and move the group to new heights. And so, again, it's something that I was introduced to a long time ago. It's not anything I invented. You know, it's been around for 100 plus years and, you know, think and grow, grow rich. In fact, if you think about it, it's been around much longer than that. You know, the, the oldest mastermind in American history was what? Declaration of Independence, right? Yeah. It's a, a group of like-minded individuals coming together and agreeing on a common purpose and saying, we're going to achieve this together and we're going to hold each other accountable and we're going to challenge each other and, and, and rise to the occasion. And so um, I've done it externally, I've done it internally. And then now through our, um, our new brand, Five Star Company Culture, uh, we've been hosting masterminds with um, you know, entrepreneurs from all different business backgrounds, all different industries and coming together and realizing what we share that's in common and then what our unique perspectives uh, are that we can help each other grow and accelerate the growth of our businesses. So uh, it's just something that I, it, it, it just gets me super excited and charged up to you know be in, in a mastermind to facilitate a mastermind. Um, and then to see, you know, the, the sense of ownership that, that our team takes on when they, they create an idea, they, they put it into, you know, existence through their, their voice and their decisions and their actions. And they get to see that they get to really become a part of some change and some movement and some progress in life. And so, uh, yeah, that's one of our favorite things that we do. We, we still do them at Rockerbox every single month. Uh, and then five star company culture, we've, um, got a group of business owners that we meet about once a quarter and we get together and uh, talk about ways to move our businesses forward. 
I, uh, that's, that's amazing. And I love that you talk about ownership, right? Because I talk about this in my coaching, uh, um, business, you know, when I, when I'm working with a client, uh, that is having difficulties building a culture within the, uh, the team that they have, uh, in, in something I say often is authorship is ownership, right? And I think that there's a real desire for, um, for, for people to have that kind of, input. I think that people want to do good work and I, and, and I can relate to seeing all of these different practices happening. They're different. They're recording it differently in the CRM or they're, they're handling objections differently. I think that comes from a really good and meaningful place. And it's a desire to create something that is creating success for them and the company. It just gets skews, skewed when you don't give them the outlet to do that, you know, in a focused way that's actually directing it towards the vision of where, wherever the company needs to go. So, um, I love that. Love that. And I love that you talked about the generation that a lot of people would consider not super hireable, right? Because, uh, there's, there is so many, there's so many assumptions out there in the workspace about what makes a good employee for this, or, you know, what makes a good employee for that, or, you know, what's, what, what does a salesperson look like, right? Or, or what do they sound like, or what's their background? And, and, my initials aside, it's, it's all BS, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. there's, there's great people in all walks of life that, that just need the opportunity to have the right systems and, and SOPs, right. To, to do, mm-hmm. to do a job well. So, um, awesome, man. I love that. Well, where, where are you seeing the most traction, um, in terms of that mastermind session? I mean, are these longer sessions? Are they like hyper-focused? I mean, I know there's a lot of different ways to approach that. Um, yeah, so we, we we've, uh, have a, a really simple format for it. Um, we essentially close down our office an hour early, um, once a month. And it's, it's not a required event. So there's a lot of reasons for that. First of all, I don't necessarily want to pay for everybody to show up, you know, for another meeting. But second of all, you're going to see who's actually committed to the organization and who's invested in change and progress and um, and internal growth as well, right? They want to they want to move up within the organization. We we always promote from within, so we've got several different levels of uh, leadership that people can step into. And so, a lot of times when we're having those conversations about who's next to to step up in the organization, it, it definitely comes into play as to are they coming to the masterminds or not? Um, now I do bribe them with free food. I will admit that, you know, it doesn't matter anybody's income level. You, the, the power of free food will, will definitely bring in, bring in a crowd, but, uh, we'll normally, uh, bribe them with some free food. Uh, we bring them out and, um, invite everybody to come out, whether they've been with the organization for five or six or seven years or even five or six days. You know, we, we've literally had people, who have had their, you know, their new employee orientation on Monday and they came to attend a mastermind on Tuesday um, just so that they can start to become, you know, part of the, the culture and, and get to see this, this rich environment that their, their voice matters and their opinions count um, despite whatever contributions they can, you know, they can give us after just going through an employee orientation, but um, they show up and we very quickly do a, just sort of a recap of what a mastermind is, you know, because there's a lot of times people, have never been to a mastermind before. So we kind of explain to them, hey, this isn't a meeting, right? You know, most organizations operate where the decisions are made at the top and everything rolls downhill. 
but this is quite the opposite. It's, it's really the inverse of that. This is, a, is a, an idea challenge where we want the input to come from everybody in the organization and rise up to the top. And um, so I have a little excerpt from Think and Grow Rich that I, that I read to the attendees. Um, and then we open up by allowing everybody an opportunity to recognize each other for living by the core values. So you know, I talk about core values a lot. And um, it's not just some you know cute little artwork that's up on the wall. It's not just something that's in the new employee pamphlet, you know, or or quiz. Uh, but it's something that we live by each and every day. You know, these these five core values help uh, guide us through the decisions that we make through you know hiring, retaining, training people. Uh, you know, our relationships with our customers. You know, the the, re the responsibilities and obligations that I have as a business owner. You know, these are the the, the guiding forces behind all the decisions that we make. And so you know, it's one thing to say you have core values, uh, but it's another thing for them to actually be a part of, of the, the life within the organization. So the mastermind kicks off with, again, an open opportunity for peer recognition, um, for someone to recognize someone for living by those core values. And you know, that sort of goes on for several minutes. And then uh, at that point, everybody has an opportunity to stand up one at a time. So either go clockwise or counterclockwise, it doesn't really matter. And um, everyone stands up and shares two things. Number one, what are we doing really well right now? Right? What is what, what is what is the thing that's been most impressive <clears throat> that we've achieved, or maybe improved, uh, or maybe even um, you know something personally that that someone's reflecting upon? So, what is it that we're doing really well? And then number two, what do we suck at? You know, what, what's what's gone wrong? What what hiccups or hurdles or uh, frustrations or, you know, uh, conflicts have we seen within our business that if we can sort of solve that problem, it's going to help us achieve more in our business. So we write down all the positives. Uh, we write down all the negatives. And then once we've gone around the entire room, we then give everybody an opportunity to, you know, recognize the strengths. And uh, and then we start going down the opportunities and one by one, we'll go through and, and say, OK, this point, let's elaborate on that. Who, who wants to share on that? Who, who else has some feedback on this point right here? Uh, and then as people begin to kind of elaborate and collaborate, uh, we start to come up with some ideas. You know, hey, this is a problem in our business. How can we solve this permanently? Or what, how can we incentivize people to not take this action? Or what what? policy do we need to put in place so that everybody knows the one way to do this versus the 17 different ways to do it? And, uh, and we go through and we, we tackle all the opportunities. And the other, the other brilliant thing is you'll see a lot of those opportunities will be repeated. So it's funny when sometimes people come to their first mastermind, you know, the, 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 the stage will be theirs to stand up and they'll be like, oh man, you know, Greg took mine. Well, no, he didn't take yours. If he pointed out an opportunity and you agree that that's an opportunity, then that means it's probably a very big opportunity in our business. So, you know, if there's something that's that's been um, repeated, then we put, you know, hash marks next to it and we see what are the biggest opportunities in our business. And then we start to tackle those and figure out what action can we take to resolve these issues. So it's a full brainstorming session. There's no right or wrong answer. You know, nobody's getting shamed for some outside of the box idea. Uh, and then we essentially collaborate um, together. And then we take all those notes and we take our proposed action items. And then we do a follow-up meeting with our leadership team. And we say, okay, what specifically do we want to take action on? Is this going to become a new policy? Is this going to be a new procedure or a minimum expectation? And then at that point, then it does become sort of etched in stone, which 
in business, nothing's ever truly etched in stone, right? It's a living, breathing organism that is constantly changing, but it at least becomes the policy for that point in time. So that way, if people miss the mastermind, they're not out of the loop of the education. Um, but again, we, we create what those actions are that we're going to take and we move forward and say, this is it. This is what we're doing from here on out. And, um, and we, and we, and we make changes on it. And the beautiful part of it is that we've, we've kept notes from all of our masterminds year after year after year. And like I talked about change, you know, sometimes a a policy change that you make today, you might be changing a year or two from now in the future because you have to adapt and change with the times and be willing to pivot and not locked into something as, well, why do we do it that way? Well, cause it's always been done that way, right? How many of you have ever heard that before? Why is it that we oh, yeah. do it this way? Oh, that's the way it's always been done. Well, that's, that's not, that doesn't fly with us at Rockerbox, right? If there's, if there's something, an idea that needs to be challenged, we're always open for that challenging because that's where you get growth and acceleration uh, in your organization. Well, and, and uh, clearly you have some experience in, in leading those sessions. You know, one, one thing that I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, is when a company first starts introducing some of that, uh, then it, it, it has a risk if they don't have a good, um, a good handle on their culture, it has a risk of becoming the town hall, right? Or oh, yeah. the, where, where it's event session, right? So I, I love that you have a structure to actually follow and one that's one that's duplicatable and uh, so, so that you can, you know, maintain control, but still have an open space. Um, yep. And I start with gratitude whenever I do stuff. I'm similar to, you know, starting, starting with the win, starting with the positive, um, because I think it sets the tone. So. Uh, I love mm-hmm. that, man. Um, well, we're just out of out of curiosity because I know people are going to kind of going to reach out to me after listening to 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 this this episode. Where can people get a hold of you? Like, if they want some information on one of your mastermind sessions with with uh, with, I, I think you do two day workshops, right? For for the five star company culture, is that right? So, yeah, so absolutely. Where where can they find you? Where can they find out more information about uh, about your ISA business if they're curious about that? Where what what are all the details? Yes, yeah, certainly. There's a, a lot of funnels that'll find their way back to me, but essentially our um, our real estate inside sales assistant company is called Rockerbox. And a Rockerbox is an old gold mining tool used to separate sand and gravel from gold. And essentially that's what we do with real estate internet leads. And we spell a little strange. It's R-O-K-R-B-O-X. So you can go to rockerbox.com. You can shoot me an email, josh at rockerbox.com to find out more information uh, about how we can help you close more deals if you're a real estate agent. Um, and then if you're just a business owner and you're, and you're like, Hey Josh, I, I love what you have to say. I'd love to, you know, sort of infuse you into our uh, business to, to make these core values come to life and to, to create more meaning and purpose behind the work that we do and business owner to business owner here. I mean, let's talk about the freedom that we're looking for in life. You know, we, we got into business, not because we wanted to be a slave to our daily routine. We got into business I, I, because we wanted freedom. Right. We yeah, I mean, some- the, the purpose is to is not to fund your 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 month to month is to fund that perfect life that you want. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and the purpose is to not be in business forever. Right. I think all of us have a, an exit strategy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I've, I've had the freedom to uh, live in San Diego for five years while the business was in Texas. Uh, you know, a few years ago when the whole world shut down, I hopped in a motorhome and traveled the country with my wife and my daughter. Uh, and I had the freedom to do that because we had a really strong company culture in place that made sure that you know, the wheels stayed on the bus and not just stayed on the bus, but that things were improving even without my presence. And so if you're looking for more freedom and more profits, 
um, company culture is the foundation, right? That's, that's where you, that's where you build your empire off of is those core values is that meaning and that purpose behind the work that you do. And if you want to learn more about that, just check out our website, fivestarcompanyculture.com. You can spell it out or you can use the number either way. We, it'll redirect you to the same site. And then again, you can email me there, Josh at fivestarcompanyculture.com uh, to learn about our workshops or even some private consulting that, uh, that we make available. Awesome. Well, um, Thank you for thanks for the conversation, man. It's been it's been awesome. Um, I l- love your focus on culture. It's clear in just in just uh, chatting with you that you have a passion uh, for your people, right? And uh, you know, it, it, it for me, I know that if if you don't really focus on your company culture, um, it, it it'll be it'll be there whether you focus on it or not, right? Mm. And so, do yeah. you do you want to be the author of that? Uh, and actually make sure it's pointing your business in the right direction, or do you want it to be created outside of what your vision is and, 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 and deal with whatever the result is. Right. So, um, I, I, I know that I can relate to that. And I know that what, what you guys provide is, is a fantastic solution for business owners in multiple industries. So really appreciate yeah, you, you being a guest on the show. Yeah. You said it best. I mean, company culture exists. The question you have to ask yourself is, are you making a positive impact on it? A hundred percent. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks for the conversation, man. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to chat more offline, but we'll sign off. And uh, it's, it's been a fantastic conversation. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks again for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely.